Hiya and welcome to the special 20th episode of The Jewel Case. You're with me, John Darcy. As usual, we have an hour of um, music, arts-based talking entertainment for you on this radio show slash podcast if whether you're listening live on Lisburn's 98 FM FM 105 in Patrick or Bangor FM you're more than welcome and remember if you miss any of this you can listen to this and all the old episodes of the Jewel Case on our podcast page on Audioboom Lisburn's 98 FM's podcast page on Audioboom or just search thejewelcase.johndarcy.com or on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts so tonight, um, you know, I started off this uh, show, the first two episodes were just me and the microphone and a load of CDs in the room. And that, that was where the name of the show came from, The Jewel Case, because uh, I was, you know, harking back to the nostalgic days of me collecting loads of CDs. Um, and they were all in those hard shell jewel cases, which are sort of out of fashion now. Everyone's buying digipacks and all that there. I was resistant to the digipack. But, uh, you know, the last number of shows, um, I've had a special guest each week and it's been really interesting to meet friends and new people, new artists, um, and ask them about their work and share their musical tastes as well. But my first special guest way back when, and I think episode three or four, was Kieran Logue. Uh, my old friend who lives in London now, but we went to school together in Belfast and he was back visiting over Christmas and the new year and he's back again now in April. Kieran, how are you? I'm very well. All the better for seeing you. You're the first catch up guest on the Jewel Case. Ah, are you going to catch up with all the other ones now? You will have to do that now that you've said that. <laughs> I've set a precedent now, yes. Oh, God. We're just going to repeat a cycle of 20. Then. That's fine, yeah, that's fine. That's what most radio shows do. Are you happy to be back in uh, Ulster? <laughs> I am having the time of my life. What are you doing while you're over here? Um, well, it's my mum's birthday, so I'm... Shout out Kieran's mum, hiya. Pretty much just hanging out with my mum, doing a bit of gardening, hanging around in Belfast. How's the garden looking? It's much better. I'm the only person who does any gardening and I live in a different country. So it was looking it's a bit, bit, bit of resentment in that voice. <laughs> well, yeah, I spent about three days trying to make it look merely passable. Okay. And you, is this a case of sort of taking out the, like the, the duds that have died off over winter and replacing them with new, new buds and things? Uh, yeah, duds for buds? It, it pretty much is. Well, no, uh, see, you're... I, my my gardening habit is not the coolest part of my uh, my character, so I'm loath to talk about it that much. But <laughs> the um, I'm, I'm burying the lead. <laughs> what you're referring to there is uh, no, you do that in sort of winter, in sort of very 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 late winter, where you'd bury rebury your bulbs after digging them oh. up in the in the late summer. Oh, very good. So they don't get all frosted and horrible. If people would like more gardening tips, how do they get in contact with you? Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> my advice on gardening. Is just simply don't be yourself. Yeah, I was. Ta- I just regret not tarmacking all over it. Yeah. I, I'm. Um, 
I'm actually more of an indoor gardener, you know. I don't You're know. A very good one. Is yeah. that a euphemism? I'm I'm an indoor <laughs> gardener. I have lots of potted plants oh, around my house. You don't want to talk house. to that John Darcy one who's a bit of an indoor gardener. I have lots of potted plants around my house. If you've ever visited my house recently, it's just become an accumulation of pot plants. And uh, I've got a really nice tree sitting behind Kieran. Actually, right now we're recording in my living room, so that we're we're not live at the minute. So please don't be texting in and complaining how dull this conversation is. Uh, we do have a little plan for you this evening, though. We've almost hit the five minute mark and I'm about to tell you what the rest of the hour will entail. <laughs> Shall will we start entail. the show? We, let's start the show because uh, while Kieran's over, we, we were toying about with some ideas what we should do for a little bit of a catch up show. Like, should we talk about what TV and movies we've been watching over the last quarter of the 2016 and then we realised we don't actually watch enough new TV or movies yeah. to talk about that for a full hour. We do a lot of rewatching of old good television rather than watching modern terrible That's television. That's the thing, right? So then we were also wondering, should we talk about the upcoming elections? And then we just realised we'd get in too much trouble yeah. for talking about that. We're in the period of time where you have to be very fair. So given that we're both extremely... Uh, biased. It would be difficult, <laughs> difficult to say the least. Well, it's it's just that thing of yeah. If you mention one person, you have to mention everyone else, and it has to be done in very like particular ways. And and I'm not a, a political journalist, so I'm just not going to bother. I'd rather talk about music. So let's do that, will we? Let's. Um. So we each have we've each chosen five tracks, and just it's it's going to be a musical catch up. So we're each going to play each other five tracks, and. Maybe there's a story behind them, maybe there's not. Uh, maybe they're just things we've been listening to recently. So, Karen, what is your first track? My first track? Oh, yeah. So I was listening. Do you know what? Speaking of radio, I heard this song <laughs> on a radio show. Um, there... Oh, yeah. One of the other possibilities was to do a show about what radio Karen is listening to. And then we just immediately realised that was a terrible idea. Do you know there is actually a radio show on this one of this nation's... Uh, largest and most expensive radio stations uh, has a radio show <laughs> called In Pod We Trust where they talk about radio shows oh, and they're yeah. not allowed to broadcast anything from the radio shows so it is just two very boring journos uh, talking about radio shows but I heard this on a radio show on uh, the American public broadcaster NPR they have a program called All Songs Considered which my girlfriend encouraged me to listen to Hi uh, Kieran's girlfriend Shout ha- out Amelia Hello Amelia Um and I don't really like it. So what I do, they've got lo- lots of episodes and I flick through and I see, oh, there's a song I like. So I'll listen to that one. And they, do you know what I've just done? I've just referred, I've just, um, it's just, not actually from that radio show. It's from it's, a different radio it's a different show. One. What's the one where they- It's uh, from Song Exploder. I talk, introduce that again. Song Exploder is very good. So should I start my, should I start the whole track again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the song I have chosen, I heard on a radio show as well. We were going to do a radio show about radio shows. We realised that would just be infuriating. (laughs) The uh, radio show I heard this on is a national public radio, NPR, show called Song Exploder, where they take a song and just take it apart. They speak to the artist and the artist will have all the original tapes and he or she will play the original tape and say, well, this came from XYZ, this came from ABC. We put it together and it sounded (laughs) terrible and then we finished it and this is what it sounds like. And the song that I heard was called Rewind and it is by Kilala. I thought you were actually going to make a joke about the band ABC when you said pick apart XYZ and ABC.
so that's a little bit of Rewind by Kalela. And um, you were just saying while we were playing that, that uh, it's given you a newfound appreciation for musicians listening to that Song Exploder podcast. Yeah, it has. It really has. It's, it's alerted me to the fact that it is as difficult to make terrible music as it is to make good music. <laughs> Should we have... So why don't people... John, why don't people just make good music? What is wrong with that? I think, John. yeah, there's a lot of effort that goes into making music. And I'm not about to say that any music's bad because I appreciate the work that does go into all music making. Quite a lot of it is bad, though. You know what it is? Some of it aligns with your taste and some of it is terrible. That's, that's, that's the only right. way to think about it, right? Yeah. Well, here, I'm going to play a song that I've been listening to a lot recently. Well, I've been listening to the whole album recently because cause it's because it's been in my car. Fife Dog from A Tribe Called Quest died recently. And I just decided I had the low end theory on CD, but I didn't actually have people's instinctive travels of and the passive rhythm on CD, their earlier album, or Midnight Marauders on CD. So I did a bit of a, a splurge and got a couple of their albums and then like got some tricky albums and Massive Attack ones I didn't have. I just thought I'd get all into like, you know, sort of early hip hop y sort of beat music y sort of thing, mid nineties trip and I've had people's instinctive travels on in the car just the last couple of weeks. On yeah, a loop. I've noticed you've had Tribe in the car all the time. Yeah, well, I I tend to listen to podcasts in the car, and what happens is um, when my phone's plugged into the car because I'm in a new car now and it has USB, and I'm like, I feel like I'm in Minority Report or something because mm-hmm. I can listen to podcasts straight through the stereo. But then when I unplug my phone and it goes back to CD, the CD's banging because the level's just louder because uh, I've turned it up to listen to the podcast so every time now I turn on the car and it goes straight to CD the car just starts booming with hip hop um, but this album is great the song that always sort of sticks out for me on repeat um, is Luck of Lucian the one that starts just drops into this coolest loop nice and the bass oh, it's tingly Brother, 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 Lucy and you like no other Listen very close cause I don't like to boast Instead I tell the tale of the French who prevail Through the Mr. Crazy Rabbits who are always on his tail Rent ain't on sale, your roomie starts to wail Get caught with stolen goods then you will go to jail If you go to jail then who will pay the bail To put you back to France on a ship with a sail Escargo, Lucy and you eat snails Hey yo Tim, what's wrong with snails? From the Zulu nation from a town called Paris yeah. Came to America to find liberty uh-huh. Instead of finding pleasure or your family's misery mm-hmm. But listen Lucy and you have a friend in me Oh, luck, luck will drive your butt batty Next time you fix some wheels, make it a caddy In terms of doing good, I know you wish you really could But listen brother man, I really think you can Succeed with the breed of the brothers who you back It's the creme de la creme And you can vouch for that, it'll take a minute, rice So take my advice Trust in us, thus you trust in your life Lucy and Lucy and Lucy and Lucy and you should know It's, it's kind of strange listening back to early 90s hip hop because, well, especially Tribe Called Quest because there's there's n- little or no swearing in it. Yeah, and it stands it, out. It's like it's almost like um, it's almost like some sort of beginner's guide, which it kind of is. Yeah. It's almost like someone is sort of teaching. It sounds really it. innocent yeah. as though it's like nearly schoolyard or something. Yeah. Um, not not childish. It's it's really interesting and really literate. 
This song's actually about a rapper called Lucien Revolution, um, who's a French hip hop artist from the early 90s, um, who I guess was quite influential on Q-Tip and the lads. Uh, so yeah, this one goes out to Five Dog. Shout out Five Dog. Um, Sorry, dead. And actually, I'll, why don't we roll into my second choice now as well? Because what appeals to me a lot about this album is sort of the beat, the beat sampling. There's Stevie Wonder samples and... There's, there's just samples coming from everywhere and this is another thing that sort of keeps it's just stuck in my head all the time it's from Jay Dilla's album Donuts which is just like a stream of consciousness beat and mix like in mixtape like Jay Dilla's obviously feeling a little bit of a resurgence in popularity Jay Dilla's not with us but um, his music lives on and there's a massive resurgence in popularity in his music yeah I and, really noticed that why is that what is, um, why why why, John? I Why? don't know. Huh? It's 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 happened with loads of artists. You know, he but died. This has w- been about a three year resurgence. This it's is, a real it's just, slow build, actually, yeah. which is really sort of probably a good thing because it means that his like hardcore fans aren't going to resent him because a lot of like hardcore fans uh, or people who are like early adopters in terms of music taste and style sort of resent whenever everyone jumps on the bandwagon, and that that's not a good thing. Like that that's that's a bad thing that people fall victim to that. But I think it's good f- in terms of this case study of mm-hmm. Jay Dilla because because um, it's a slow build. People are slowly getting into his music and it's slowly breaching out. It's all it's all to do with who's like referencing and influencing. And I think because people are maybe there's films and documentaries. There's actually a local filmmaker in Northern Ireland in Belfast making a documentary currently about um, the Detroit sample music scene um, because he already did one about LA and he's doing one in Detroit now um, I, I, didn't, I don't know I can't put my finger on it well there's a good time to play the record this one that I'm playing is from the Donuts album and uh, it's actually a sample of a Jackson 5 song that I had never heard called All I Do Is Think Of You and I only found out it was that because I came across this really cool compilation video that compiled all the videos in time with all of the samples in the album Donuts. Someone synced up clips of videos of all of the songs, whether live or the official like MTV videos, to the samples that Dilla sampled. It's unbelievable. Uh, find that on YouTube. But this is, uh, the track is called Time, the Donut of the Heart. So the bit that actually comes from the Jackson 5 song, All I Do Is Think Of You, is the watery guitar part. And actually just because I know you'll want to know what it sounds like originally, listeners, uh, this is the original. I'll give you a wee taste of it.
I wish you could see Kieran's head right now. It's just bobbing so majestically. All right, all right. I've exposed myself as a sentimental. <laughs> I'm just having a pillow wetter. <laughs> I'm just having a quiet yawn to myself. <laughs> all right, all right. Jackson well, Five. When all is said and done, we're a weak act. Oh no! <laughs> Come on, no. lyrically. Anyway, yeah. You can't slag off the Jackson Five. They were subject to. I know. Yes. Okay. Right. Okay. So God love them. Yes. What's your next tune, mister? Uh, my next tune is something completely different. It is Darren Heyman, who we've seen quite a lot. Actually, Darren Heyman is, um, I think he's sort of Essex from around somewhere, I don't know, somewhere over in the England. And um, he released a few pop songs. He was with a band. He, he's always Darren Heyman and the something. And he was Darren Heyman and the secondary modern and the so on and so on. And he was Hefner for a while. I think he still is Hefner. Yeah. They put out a few records. and um, But what he really does and what he does really well is concept albums. He goes around the country. At the minute he's doing this project um, looking at something called Thankful Villages, which is villages across the UK and Ireland who did not lose anyone during the war, which are few and far, during the First World War, which are few and far between. Wow. I think there's maybe around 30 in total across the whole UK and Ireland who did not lose a single person. And um, yeah, so they were called Thankful Villages and he's going to those villages and making music. This record that I, or this uh, track that we're about to play is called May Day 1894. Yeah. It is from his previous record, which uh, is about a year old, I guess now. And it is, this is a confu- this is a difficult one. It is him putting music to uh, chants, which um, William Morris wrote. William Morris, the wallpaper guy, was also a massive socialist, really into socialism, really into politics. All round mm-hmm. interesting man. And he had this song here, which is called Mayday 1894. And Darren Heyman put music to it. And uh, well, that's pretty much it. This is it. videos are terrible why do people make bad videos I just exactly I just think don't make a video I think because we're in the YouTube era where you have to have a video you have to have to have something on YouTube YouTube views are massive for people which is ridiculous because people put on a YouTube playlist and don't watch it they listen to it you know I know you may as well just put like up a funny cat video and put your music in the background such a better idea <laughs> you should be able to like watch like you should be able to like have live cat videos like just have like a video a in front stri- of a cat <laughs> A cat stream, cat stream YouTube. <laughs>
Well, that was pleasant. It was, wasn't it? Sure. You really love Darren Heyman. I do. I feel it's so, it's really sad because if you really like Darren Heyman, sometimes you'll meet people who also really like him and they're all really, really sad. <laughs> so I just think I should keep quiet about this. Oh, I have a real mind blank right now because there's definitely another artist who I feel like that about. Ooh, who could that be? Who you like and all the I other don't know. people? I'll, like I'll have a think about it. I'll tweet it out during the week. Um, you are listening to The Jewel Case with me, John Darcy, and tonight's guest for my special 20th episode, it's my old friend, one of my oldest friends, Kieran Lowe. Oh, Jesus, I'm not that old. <laughs> Will you sure act it? I do. The, um, you, you're back because you were here, you were the first special guest on this series, and uh, you're back in Belfast for a little while. So how long are you here for? I am here for about a week or so. I'm leaving. I'm here for a week. You're here Time. for a week, and you're leaving. And like, a, you, I've caught you just before you leave. Basically, you're here for like another day. Pretty and much, then yeah. you're gone again. By the time and, this goes out, I will have fled. And how's life in London? It's pretty terrible. Pretty <laughs> terrible. It's uh, unbelievably polluted. It is. Uh, we're coming up to local and mayoral elections. Oh dear! It's really. It's just awful. It in is a horrible place to be. In London, do they have all of the uh, politicians' faces on no, lampposts? Like that they do hasn't here? been allowed for. A, I don't think that's been allowed since before the war in London, because it is. It is. It it pollutes the it pollutes the view of the city, so it's not allowed. But ever, driving around Northern Ireland, I work at Southeastern Regional College in Lisburn, Bangor and Downpatrick. So I see everyone. Well, in, in the southeastern region. In the southeastern region, yeah. So I, it's really funny driving through different areas and seeing the different um, politicians in different areas. It's and nice the, to know where you stand though, the way isn't it? Certain, <laughs> it, it? It can be intimidating, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's interesting as well to see the, way, the different ways they or structure themselves within a certain party. Uh, so you can drive around um, Lisburn, or you can drive around different parts of Belfast and certain parties have so many people that they like order them and they tell different people like between different streets to order them in different ways so that they all get elected. So clever. It's uh, clever, but it's an abuse of the system, but it is clever, yeah. What's we have happen? a really fantastic system in Northern Ireland. The single transferable vote is very, very good. How does that work again, right? Because I think a lot of people don't know how how the numbers work as though like... I think a lot of people get confused. I, for one, for years thought that, like, if you voted someone with one, they got like ten points, like Formula One uh, racing. And um, if you voted two, someone got like eight points. This was, oh, dear, oh this dear. wasn't explained in school. So, so it tell, was explained in school. That's where I learned it. Ex- explain it. Well, not. In, I was in art class too much. Clearly, oh, so sitting scratching yourself, talking about her feelings. So the single transferable vote. This is very interesting for your listeners. It means you have a single transferable vote. So you have one vote. And you give, um, you can sort of spread it around. So you give, when you go into elect, you'll vote one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, whatever you want. And uh, your first vote, once your first candidate has filled all their seats, your second vote counts. So your first vote, once it's cast, if it's not useful, it gets used, they go to your second vote. And then if they, they don't need any more places, they go to your third vote. So you'll notice that in the, you'll notice that in your constituencies, every constituency in Northern Ireland uh, at parliament level, has six people. We have 108 uh, MLAs. We have 18 constituencies and each constituency has six people standing. So you will be, when you all go to vote and please do vote. Yes, please vote. I know this goes out too late to remind people to register to vote. 
But if you have registered to vote, please actually go out and do it. Yeah, please do. I know it only encourages them, but I mean, if you're not in, I mean, you're not going to be able to complain about your bins not being collected or the rats sprouting <laughs> from your bathroom. So um, just com- complain. But anyway, a lot, yes. of peop- a lot of people I know who have their vote don't vote because they don't feel represented. But also a lot of people feel like they have to tactically vote. Yeah, that's really hateful, isn't How- it? Is there any way to avoid that? It is tricky. Do we get um, beyond that at some stage, like in the next couple of years? Uh, a lot of countries have got beyond it. Um, quite a lot of countries now use this, the single transferable vote system. Um, and they've sort of got beyond it because you vote on policy. So you'll give your, if you're, if the environment is your priority and then your second priority is um, jobs and then your third priority is the uh, potholes at the end of your road. You can sort of vote on that. Belgium is very good at that. Although they went, out with, they went without a government for nearly 100 days. It does oh, lead to, it lead, it leads to that a lot leads of, to a lot of potholes. So many potholes. Belgium <laughs> is just one one large pothole. Well, that's that. No, that's a, re- a really important thing, actually. Like vote, vote for policy because um, I mean that's the health service. We we have an excellent health service with very dedicated staff. If you are, if that's your priority, um, yeah. Do you know what's actually quite good? Um, something that was actually invented by my former university, the University um, Goldsmiths, University of London. Uh, there was a politics student <laughs> there. Other universities are available. They're mostly terrible. They, um, there was a politics student there who invented like a little really, really basic web app years and years ago. And what you did was you answered questions based on policy. So the student had taken all the policies of the different parties, uh, generated questions. So if one party was saying we need to spend more in the health service, one party was saying we need to spend more in defence, it would just ask you, do you think we should spend more on defence or the health budget? And it would ask you lots of policy-based questions and then it would match you up with your uh, party. And there is one for Northern Ireland. There is one for Northern Ireland and I actually just shared it on Facebook the other day. Um, there's a website called Who to Vote NI. Uh, it's two with an actual numeral two, the the number two. So who to vote NI.com. It's very difficult to Google. You actually do have to type in who to vote ni two being the number two yeah so who to vote ni.com um so this is basically i i described it as it's it's like a better version of one of those buzzfeed quizzes that tells you what kind of character you are or what kind of person you are this will actually match your interests and your worldviews on a political party yes instead Um, of finding out like what what uh i don't know what celebrity puppy you are you might find out look at your options look at your yeah. options basically. and you know what that's one thing you can say in Northern Ireland you, we're overrepresented politically 108 people for a population of scratching 2 million is a lot we're very mm. very well represented so what's your next track we've, side, we've sidetracked from our five oh, tracks God, now if there's anyone still listening um, <laughs> so since John got a little mega mix I'm getting two in a row here it is a musician called Jungle Pussy and this is the only track on the record that we can actually play on radio because there's an awful lot of swearing going on in the rest of it. Okay. Do you know what's really annoying? When you when you type this into Spotify, until you get past the E of Jungle Pussy, it thinks you want to listen to Jungle. It thinks you're you think you have taste in music so poor that you want to listen to Jungle. So But annoying. Jungle's massive. Do you want somebody? Are you often dreaming of somebody? Visions of my body. Dancing in the party feeling naughty. Through our body. Oh, alright. Okay, okay. 
Do you know what? Uh, I have nothing to elaborate on. I heard, this is I just heard this on Spotify. I saw the name and I thought it was a good name. Are you like a listener who like goes with the flow? Because the recent now that Spotify has stopped updating their app uh, and making it worse every time, they've now sort of now every time they update their app, it just goes back to how it used to be and back further and further and further. Oh, I think wow. there used to be someone working at Spotify. Other music streaming services are available. I think there used to be someone working at Spotify who hated working there and just wanted to like was essentially punking them, and every update just got worse <laughs> and their worse and app worse. Development. It was terrible. Oh, no, well, other anyway. streaming services are available. Like there's tons. Yeah, um, there are like way too many. Please just Google streaming services, and you'll find other search those. engines are available. So- <laughs> Other search engines are available. Oh dear, we're down the rabbit hole. Uh, does that mean I have to pick another track? Other holes are available. <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Okay, my next song is actually not really the proper song. It's a demo. Oh, that's unusual. The demo was released after the fact. Um, the the original song released on the album Another One by Mac DeMarco was released on the album Another One by Mac DeMarco uh, oh, was it Mac. last year and uh, it was one it, actually another song off the album uh, was featured on the second episode of the Jill Case which was my 2015 Rewind great show go um, back and listen to it if you haven't already last summer I listened to Another One by Mac DeMarco flat out on repeat it was I was doing a lot of writing and it was really easy to listen to. It was just really relaxing. All these washy guitars and laid back drum beats and his soothing voice. And for Record Store Day this year, he released on vinyl. Uh, I think he had already released it maybe as a tape or on a CD or just on his like band camp or something. Uh, his demo versions from that album, because every release he does, he does like a little release of demo tapes. So what I'm going to play is uh, one of the another one demo takes and it's the way you'd love her. So that was a touch of Mac DeMarco's The Way You'd Love Her. Uh, well, actually, the demo version of it, because as I was saying, he released uh, following the actual album, which was released last summer, I think. It was like a mini album, like a long EP, follow up to Salad Days. And 
this year then he released the demo tapes so like two versions of some songs and some b-sides that didn't get really released uh all the home tapes um and for record store day which was just a couple of weeks ago uh he released it on vinyl and uh no i didn't fall victim to buying the deluxe package vinyl of it i'm glad to hear it you'll be happy to hear but we were out at record store day this year Um, so i think it's very apt that i play that we do, we should have done a show complaining about record store day. Uh, so yeah, okay. So the argument for record store day is that it brought brings people out to your independent record stores, and the argument against it is that the massive record companies just abuse it and release rubbish reissues of oh, albums that nonsense. shouldn't have been re-released anyway. Bruce Springsteen reading from the telephone book. <laughs> I saw um, some modern pop act. Justin Bieber had something out on Record Store Day this year. Really? Yeah. There's also, there's US Record Store Day and UK Record Store Day and there's some overlap, but a lot of releases are either UK only or US only. I hate that. The idea is that, oh, there was a really good one last year called Furious Hoops, which was a basketball compilation um, and actually uh, had a lot of songs about basketball players from the 90s and the early noughties. And it was, I think you got the tape of it as well. You know, really, really hipster. Like oh, you got God, the guys. the record and the tape. Uh, and the, it was, it was, I was raging because it was US only. And then you know it was what? on eBay after for really expensive, but I, I couldn't be bothered. I but understand. on that note, uh, I'd just like to give a shout out to the new basketball hoop in my backyard. That Shout you helped me assemble. Thank you, Kieran, for getting the getting the screwdrivers out and spanners out. You helped me hoist the the rim, and we got it put up. Uh, so um, I'm hoping that next time you're over, we're going to have a proper match. Yeah, pretty good. As long as you by then, you'll presumably will have tarmacked over the garden. Yeah, good. So you were saying about Record Store Day. Oh, I had a similar story. In the early days of Record Store Day, there only was the US website, and the UK shops were just sort of piggybacking off it. And there was a Buck Owens. Uh, release and it was new old stock it was an old single that was not released ages and ages ago and it came with a colouring book it was a children's song and it came with a colouring book oh, and so crayons cute. and I really wanted it and no, it, it wasn't in the UK so uh, oh, that's that <sighs> whatever Buck Owens get your act together you better buck up who's your distributor he's uh, not I think I'm sure he's dead but, oh interesting <laughs> fact about Buck Owens <laughs> Interesting. That didn't stop Jay Dilla from getting it True. on the UK record show day. Buck Owens was the first uh, musician played in space. Wow. Yeah, what's that song? Act Naturally, They're Gonna Put Me in the Movies, They're Gonna Make oh, a Big Star yeah. Out of Me. It was played in space. Which I actually am quite fond of because Ringo Starr sings a version of it. Oh, um, Ringo, Ringo. Is it in a hard day's night? I want to say it's in a hard day's night. It probably is. Everything else, everything mad and that shouldn't have happened is in there somewhere. No, that's in help and magic. Oh, that is in help. Too. Sorry. Yes, you're right. Okay. <laughs> the big ring is in help. Sorry if you're not a Beatles fan. You've, you've probably tuned out by now. You are listening to The Jewel Case with me, John Darcy. And my special guest this week is Kieran Logue. We're sharing five tracks with each other that hopefully will help us sort of catch up because he's just back for a week from London and he's away tomorrow. So we thought we'd record this. Um, we are... As usual, uh, on a Tuesday night, 8pm to 9pm, uh, live on Lisburn's 98 FM, Bangor FM and FM 105 in Downpatrick. But if you'd like to listen again, if you've maybe tuned in halfway through and you want to hear why we're doing this and what this is, <laughs> who we are, uh, you can always listen again on thejewelcase.johndarcy.com and all our old episodes are hosted there in podcast form. So... 
just before we, we leave Mac DeMarco and Record Store Day, you, you were saying that you think all Mac DeMarco songs sound the same. Yes, they do. And <laughs> I think that's the best bit about that uh, another one mini album because they there's about three different songs on that album, but there's actually eight tracks. Um, they're like all different versions of each other. So another one is sort of like a different version of Without Me and that one, The Way You'd Love Her, is a different version of another one. And so the unifying thing is that they're all on these chord sequences that feel very John Lennon-ish. Um, I know the way he's singing isn't very John Lennon-ish, but the chord sequences are and the way he plays the keyboard. There's a lot of keyboard on this album. That's like its defining feature. Um, uh, yeah. But it's very but charming and it just hasn't charmed you. John, to the casual listener, they all sound the same. <laughs> I don't mind that. Most artists, all their tracks sound the same. Fair enough. What's next? Okay. Oh, okay. it's me next, is it? It's you next. Next. So we had Mac DeMarco and a song that sounds like any other Mac DeMarco song. Oh no, here, don't take the huff now. <laughs> Is this going to be our first argument? <laughs> our first our first on-air argument. <laughs> um, Is this John Grant we have now, yes? Yes, our next track is John Grant. And uh, I believe the track you've chosen is Black Belt. Yeah, so this is, this is a track called Black Belt. It's on his record called Pale Green Ghosts, or was that yeah, just a song? Yeah, you didn't on fancy it? one off the more recent album, no. Uh, no, because I haven't listened to it in full yet. Well, I have, but I haven't. I <laughs> it was haven't out grown. last year. Well, the only, the only song I wanted to play had swearing in it, and we can't have swearing on nah. the radio. When I was listening to this song, I was doing a lot of dating with going going out with people every so often and having, I must say, almost exclusively terrible experiences. Not terrible. <laughs> oh, I not thought you were leading into bad. a great humble brag, but it's just No, the... not at all. No, they're all awful. I would say don't date anyone. Find someone and stick with them. But anyway, uh, and I was meeting so many terrible Other lifestyles terrible, are available. Meeting a lot of terrible people. And uh, who, I, who I seem to have a lot in common with, which is probably a worry for me. Um, but then I heard this song called Black Belt, which is just about, it's just a song about bad people. I would uh, listen to this on my way home from these horrible days. You are at the height of your game, aren't you? Would you not say that you agree, baby? You got your grift all fine-tuned and sparkling. Yeah, you got your board look all worked out, out. You are all enlightened, nothing makes you frightened You ain't got no time to waste on entry-level middle class You are super silly, yes, pretty and ridiculous You got really good taste, you know how to cut and paste What you got is a black belt in BS But you can't hawk your pretty wares up in here anymore Eat your head on the playground at recess Oh, he's so funky, isn't he? Have you seen John Grant live? Yeah, I have. I saw we saw him in Primavera getting uh, rained on. Oh, we told that story already. If you'd like to hear that, go and listen to episode two of the Jill Case. He was in um, Belfast recently, or Lisburn, or he was in Ulster recently. Where do you see him? He was in he was in Northern Ireland recently. He's playing Mandela Hall oh. as part of Open House Festival. And I also talked about that actually on episode eight of oh the Jill dear, Case. You're coming to this period in your radio career where you realise you've talked about everything and you haven't lived a very interesting life. But it was a great show and I had only seen him do like P.O. Green Ghost Era stuff before and then this was good to catch up with him playing the new album. Um, and it's amazing being out of shoes because everyone loves him so much. Yeah, he, well, he's, he's immensely lovable. There's really, just something he? about him that yeah. everyone loves him. So, 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 so much. It's handy that he can fly directly from Iceland now. 
Well, I mean, that's the best bit about being an artist from Iceland that you're so handy to Northern Ireland. Exactly. His support act was great and I forget her name, but she was like brilliant, uh, really catchy songs. Local? Uh, no, from Iceland. And oh, Was it Bjork? <laughs> it wasn't, unfortunately. Are you sure? I, I am. There's other, other female artists in Iceland. But was she... it Emiliana Torini? No, it wasn't. Um, She's too famous. She said something about politics and everyone went, ooh. And it was really weird because I was like, this is a, like not the crowd that would, should do that. But I think people started doing it as a laugh and then other people piled on and it got really aggressive. <laughs> and she looked genuinely afraid. But then she like said something really clever and everyone went like, ha ha ha. You're what did she say, I wonder? I forget, but she handled it very well. Wow. Um, Iceland, of course, is without its prime minister at the minute, having uh, been caught diddling his money. <laughs> or the state's money. Cut that. <laughs> well, I was just going to say it's a bit rich for her to talk about politics, given the state of her country's All right, all right. You don't even live in Northern Ireland right now. Oh, yeah, true. Um, okay, right. My second last song is actually hopefully going to lead us into a little bit of talking point. This song was released in 1994, which was the year that uh, O.J. Simpson's uh, whole crazy court case started. And the song was featured recently in the TV show the little mini-series about said court case, and it's the Beastie Boys' Sabotage. So that was the Beastie Boys sabotage and that was featured in the car chase scene in the People vs. O.J. Simpson, an American crime story. Well done for getting the title of that program correct. I know, right? It's a really overly long title for that show. I think it's probably going to be a series where there'll be other crime stories. I heard that yeah, someone was talking about they they might they might do others, but uh, what 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 a one to start with? It's a biggie. I couldn't remember actually loads of stuff that happened. I, I couldn't even remember like how how it all came. I'm not to familiar the with the cases at all. Oh really? So I, I think it's really interesting for a UK perspective on this because it's completely different. I think a lot of people in America are watching this like remembering it all. Yes, and definitely. It, it's yeah. just the bit that they're sort of uncovering is the behind the scenes. That has been, you know, uh, all this information has been gathered from a couple of books that have been written. I think it's based on one book, but I can't remember mm-hmm. that. I'm not yeah. a complete nerd about it. It but, is based on a book. Yeah, you're right. I think, pro- do you know what? Actually, I wonder if the title comes from the book. I bet it does. M- maybe it does. Uh, the, sh- the show is amazing because it has John Travolta 
uh, with a lot of looking absolutely crackers. Yeah. He, he's 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 playing a lawyer who has a lot of work done, mm-hmm. for want of a better that word. That is a diplomatic way of saying. It. <laughs> and Cuba Gooding Jr. as O.J. Simpson, which is quite funny, um, because he's really not got the stature. Like I o- thought Cuba O.J. Go- Simpson is like a big athlete, an American football player. Yeah. And Cuba Gooding Jr. is actually smaller than dinky. some of his lawyer buddies in the in the film or in the TV show. Um, so it's it's, but I think it's like the facial expressions and the sort of just the weirdness the way he gets on that I think captures OJ Simpson. You finished the show. I'm one episode left. Oh, have you really? Oh, right, okay. Yeah, I think um, I've just been a little bit behind, so I haven't actually seen the verdict yet. But obviously, I know what it was. I did know that. That's pretty much all I knew about the case. <laughs> it just became this massive race issue in America. Uh, well, it, it stemmed from a massive race yes, issue, did, yeah. and then actually the the the, the trial defence, as it's shown in the TV show, sort of explored it. <laughs> Definitely, the, the the TV show sells that. Like his his legal team were all it was a really important thing, but they were really looking for the jury to be a certain cross section of the community of yeah. the community that would get riled up. That's a real flaw within. Let's not talk about boring politics again, but that's a real flaw within <laughs> the states within the state legal system. Well, it American made me realize how important a jury is in the whole mm. legal process. I I hadn't really thought about that before. And another show that I've I've so late to the party on was Making a Murderer. Oh, I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? Oh, well, that we're some some pups. Aren't we great? <laughs> because everyone watched that around Christmas time uh, or the start of this year. And uh, I just got around to watching it a couple of weeks ago. And it was equally about, you know, the legal system and how things can just go really wrong for a defendant dependent on certain things. Uh, mm-hmm. But obviously in OJ's case, they went right. Well, you may very well think that. I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> the... Um, <laughs> He was subsequently found guilty. Yes. He was subsequently found guilty in a civil case in which the court found him uh, responsible for the murder, but it was a civil court, not a criminal court. So while he was found guilty, or he wasn't found guilty, he was found responsible for the deaths of um, his ex-wife and Ron Golding, Nicole Smith. Yeah. Nicole Smith and uh, Ron Golding. Uh, so, but in a civil court, all you can do is award damages. So the families were awarded just mind-boggling, mind-boggling amounts of money because the court just couldn't. They could do nothing but offer money. So that was all they did. It's really sad, right? And he is currently in prison because he went mad and burst into a hotel room and stole trophies or something at gunpoint. He um, didn't he write a book about if he had have done the murders, what he would have. Yeah, Done. he was he was in the process. So he was in the process of writing a book called "If I Did It," and as part of the awards to the families, to the victims' families, um, they were given because he didn't have the amount of money that they were awarded. They were awarded the rights to that book. So then they changed that book, where they wrote um, the word "if" very very small, and uh, they so the front of the book looks like it's saying it says "I did it," and then the subtitle is "Confessions of a Killer." So they published that book, which he had written and got the money for it. Wow, mm. very weird system in America, isn't it? <laughs> it's crazy, and uh, 
We are going to have to wrap up soon. Yes, we are. Let's, we, let's, we, we let's really, end on a cheerful note. Let's, we've, we've gone in loads of different directions. Uh, I didn't know what to expect from this catch-up tonight. Uh, we didn't look at each other's track choices in advance. Um, so this has been a free-flowing conversation. So uh, hope you've stuck with us. Um, Kieran, your last track, Yes, please. my last track is... It's, I don't know what... It's Again, I just like it. It's a quite haunting, quite... Uh, well it's haunting it's nice it's really well put together it's a really nice record it is I think it was just out this year it's by a musician from Colombia called Cali Uchis and this record this song is called Speed So that was a track called Speed by Caliuchus. That is a really good record. You can listen to it the whole way through. And John, I'm really bad with the rec- with the I'm really bad with the track names on records that I absolutely love because <laughs> you put them on and play them the whole way through and it's all great and you don't know the track names and it's a bit embarrassing. Yeah, no, I I, I get that too. Um but I'm I'm not really much of a just search a song person. Oh, you're not a Johnny search a song. I'm not a Johnny search a song. I can never even remember the, the names of most songs. I can usually remember like lyrics or something. Or yeah, I feel that's you really know, annoying. sometimes I just remember a feeling. Uh, but you can't search a feeling. Yuck! There's no algorithms. Don't understand. Um, I I, I do get to what you mean. I, there's definitely albums I've had that with, and I, I've heard the names of songs, and that, that's not that. But unfortunately, like some of my favorite albums are just like the most obvious, you could say, well-crafted songs where the title is so obviously in the chorus. So, like the Beatles albums, you just know all the songs because they're, they're it's really obvious what the yeah, title is. They were a bunch of amateurs, really, weren't they? <laughs> they knew what they were doing. Yes. Well, here, well, here, we'll play my last song. Yes, let's do that. We're coming to the end. If you missed our first show that me and Kieran did together, it was like episode three, I think I said, of the Jewel Case. Three and four, if you don't mind. Actually, yes, that's right. So, so if you, if you, I said at the top of the show that Kieran was my first special guest on the Jewel Case, and he was here for episode three. What I neglected to mention was that he was also here for episode four. And for episode three, we did a deep dive into our favorite local music from our former lives as teenagers, because we spent a lot of time at gigs. Um, 
trying to get into gigs, actually getting into gigs, and mostly um, getting in, watching good music and bad music at gigs. But we only played the good music. Episode four, we uh, focused on gigs we were at more recently, and they were all at a certain music festival that we have turned into our annual holiday, and it's a festival in Barcelona in Spain, and we're going again this year. And hopefully, before we go, we'll get a chance to do a little preview show. Uh, oh, yeah. Where we play a couple of the artists, but I thought tonight, since you're over, and since they've just been announced as an actor, they're going to play this year. It wasn't on the first announcement; they've just announced they're going to play at Primavera Sound this year. It's the Avalanches, so I'm going to choose an Avalanche song as my See, last track. You just said the Avalanches. I'd be inclined to say Avalanches. Well, it's it's everywhere as the Avalanches. Is it? it oh is, yeah. well, I just feel silly. And now. since you're about to leave Northern Ireland again to uh, head back off to uh, London town, it's since I left you by the Avalanches. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kieran, for popping by. Thank you Thanks very much for, for having me. Helping me build my basketball net out the back. You're very welcome. It was, it was fun, wasn't it? it was you know, good. listeners, it's not just the case of getting the backboard and screwing it up onto the wall. We got a standalone <sighs> so portable basketball hoop net and pole, and we made it with our own bare hands and spanners. As I've been sitting here, I've been looking down on the floor and I see a pile of tools that we didn't tidy up, by the way. <laughs> The, well, last time you were here with CDs on the floor, and this time it's tools. Who knows what it's going to be next time? But thanks again for coming on the Jailcase, listeners. We're back again next Tuesday at 8 pm on Bangor FM, Lismore's 98 FM, and FM 105 in Downpatrick. You can find all the old episodes on thejailcase.johndarcy.com. I will leave you with this The Avalanches Since I Left You. Night night. <laughs> <laughs>